This morning we're going to speak about prayer and about asking, seeking, and knocking. Do you ever get somebody knocks at your door? What's your first impression? Who is it? <laughs> Run and hide. <laughs> Don't answer it. Do you, do you look out the side and see who it is? You know, some people do that. Well, who nurse at the door? Or you have a, at, at the, our, our front door has a lot of squiggly things on it, you know, and you can't see through it, so you're always kind of looking. Who, who's at our door, you know? Who's ringing our bell? Um, what's your impression? What do you do? Somebody knocks at your door. Is it, do you think it's a stranger? Do you think it's somebody you like? Do you think it's somebody you don't like? Is it somebody selling religion, cookies? <laughs> uh, selling, what do they have? So what's your impression when somebody knocks at your door? Go away, okay. <laughs> How about if you're the one knocking at the door? What do you expect to see whenever you knock at the door? <laughs> I hope somebody's home. <laughs> I came all this way to see them, and they're in there, and they won't open the door, you know? Well, one time we were at uh, someone's house, and uh, we, you know, they, we visited them. They had been to church. This was a number of years ago. And uh, we knocked at the door. Windows were open, and we heard, don't answer. It's the preacher. <laughs> don't answer. It's the preacher. And we knocked again. They didn't answer. It was the preacher. <laughs> and so I, I just kind of I just kind of like, okay, I guess they don't want us to visit them. So I never went back to that house. But uh, so we have these occasions when we knock at the door, we have some anticipation. So if you're knocking at the door, you're going to, you're expecting something. You're expecting something to happen. If, if you weren't expecting something to happen, you wouldn't be knocking at the door. So whenever we are praying, whenever we are praying, we have an expectation. Now, there are is no wrong, there are no wrong prayers, okay? There are no wrong prayers. Now, this is not, I, I know this is a Christmas cup, but it's the only cup I could find, so that was large enough. So it isn't, this is not, has nothing to do with Christmas. Maybe. So, <laughs> uh, when, when you knock at the door or whenever we are praying, we basically are asking and we have an expectation, okay? You don't pray without an expectation. Now, Second question, if you've ever asked why, why did this happen, why did that happen, why are things the way they are, What's the, what is the motive behind the why? You were expecting something else. You know, why would they do that? Why would they knock at my door? Why are they knocking at my door? Why aren't they answering the door? See, why ind indicates that we have an expectation. Now, we look at our society and we look at all the earthquakes, the earthquakes going over in Tibet. Ever asked why would this happen? If you're underneath the rubble, they found a baby. Do you see that in the picture of a baby that was still wrapped in its blanket? They found it in the rubble a couple days later, still alive. <laughs> so, We'd say, why? Why did this happen? What were we expecting? We were expecting something different to take place. If there was not an expectation of something different, 
we wouldn't ask the, the question why. And secondly, the expectation is that there is a someone or something behind the universe that's making it work so that bad things don't happen, or we wouldn't ask why. So whenever we are asking why, it's basically a statement of faith that we expected something different to happen, and it didn't. So whenever we are asking, now there's no wrong prayers, but how would you, if you were, hadn't had a drink of water in a week, I know we can't live a week without water, but but if you hadn't had a drink of water for a week, how would you ask God for water? What would be your prayer? How would you approach it? Please! (laughs) How would you ask, how how do you, let's do it this way. How do children ask you for something? Give me. (laughs) Give me a drink. (laughs) All right? What else? Please give me, what else? Any? Huh? Can I have a, can I have a drink of water? <laughs> where's my water? You know? Hey, where's my water? <laughs> I need water. So whenever we are praying and approaching God, How do we approach God? Are we beggars? (laughs) Please, please. You know, well, when Mary, after the resurrection, she went to the tomb, there was no one there. She is at the feet of Jesus saying, please tell me where you have taken my master. That was a begging. Now, we have, that's okay. There's no wrong prayers, okay? Please give me a drink, all right? Uh, Demanding, hey, God, hey, right here, I need something, you know? <laughs> yeah? You know, you ever uh, see somebody pray over their meal? Hey, amen. <laughs> what else? How else do we approach God? We have the, the beggars, we have the pleasers, you know, please do this. What does God, how does God want us to approach him? Pardon? Come boldly, will, not arrogance, boldness, your will, what else? Expecting, so we got bold, will, expecting, how else? Humility, humility and boldness are both very good. They're the same, we would think that they're not the same, but they are the same that we recognize that we are a child of God and that we are his child, and that gives us privilege, but yet we are humble about it in the sense that I am not better than, but it is your purpose for what's going on in our life. So one of the things that the Bible also puts before us is being thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God with thanksgiving. What's Thanksgiving? Oh, that happens once a year and we eat turkey. What is Thanksgiving? We are thankful in advance that we are believing that God is going to give to us what we need and that he already has it 
and that he is going to give to us this blessing that we need in our life. So here I am saying, God, I am thankful to you, number one, that you have water for me. (laughs) You have a blessing for me. I am thankful that, the Bible says, in all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So in everything, I am to be a thankful person. How does that grab you? (laughs) I'm to be a thankful person. I am to be grateful that God has given me the gift of life and that he has given me the day that I live in that I can be expecting something to happen. So every day I am practicing the presence of God by being thankful for what is about to happen, what is happening, what will happen. I'm thankful. Why? Because my thanksgiving sets up the premise that good is coming into my life. And that this situation that I'm facing is going to be good for my life. With thanksgiving. So I am, I am being thankful to God in advance for where I am. That God is going to do something different, something unique for me. So we can be grumblers and complainers. I don't like this day, it's too hot sunshine and I wish it were rainy then I could complain about the rain and the cold temperatures uh, I don't like you see whenever we're grumbling and complaining we can't see what can we see we see the negative we see the is that all you got <laughs> I thought you would have a bigger glass <laughs> is uh, you know has that been used you know one one person we were cooking um hamburgers once out on a grill and this person came up and they said to us can I have one I said oh yeah sure you know go right ahead we don't I'll give you this one she said or he she said um is it poison I no no well why are you giving me that one well I want that one over there I said okay I'll give you that one are they all poison So whenever we think of things, whenever, you know, when God gives us something, when God gives us something, do we question it? Why did he give me this? Why didn't he give me that? Why do I have this life and not that life? (laughs) Why is it that I'm only five foot seven and not six foot? I'd rather be six foot. In fact, I'd rather be about six four. And, you know, 180 pounds of meanness, toughness. I'd rather be, what happens when we start comparing? We're not thankful. We're not thankful. I'm too tall. I'm too thin. I'm too fat. (laughs) I don't have enough hair. I have too much hair. (laughs) I am, you know, so whenever we start complaining, we are looking at life from a, from a perspective that no matter what we got isn't good enough, and whenever we're asking for something, it's not a big enough cup, and I don't like Christmas. I didn't get what I wanted. And uh, is there water in there? Did somebody drink out of that cup before you're giving this to me? Luke chapter 11. One day he was praying 
in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said, Master, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Now, we are used to the Lord's Prayer being our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I would have sung that for you, but <laughs> you're glad that I didn't. All right, that would not be your prayer request. But in the um, Message Bible, that same sequence is, Father, reveal who you are, keep the world right, keep us alive with three square meals, keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others, and keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. <laughs> That's the Lord's Prayer in the Message Bible. Father, reveal, keep things right, keep us alive with our meeting our needs, our, our physical needs, keep us forgiven with you and, and us forgiving others, and keep us safe from ourselves. <laughs> keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You see, how we look at things determines how we receive them. How we look at things determines how we receive them. So whenever we are praying, God, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I, I need a glass of water. I need, I need, I need, I need. <laughs> well, prayer isn't just asking. Prayer is also listening. Prayer is also being friends with. <laughs> Recognizing that God isn't here to get even with us, nor is he our Santa Claus in the sky that wraps things up in presents and gives them to us just because he likes us. You know, he does like us. In fact, he loves us. But what he gives to us in presents, we unwrap every day. <laughs> we unwrap the gift of life every day. We unwrap the gift of life every day. Now, sometimes we'd like to wrap the gift back up and give it back. No, no, I can't do that. <laughs> Just kidding. So we find that we, we are unwrapping life every day. We are unwrapping the gift of life every moment of every day. And how are we looking at it? How are we on, what type of expectation do we have? Remember the story of the the optimist and the, press and the pessimist? Remember the story of the optimist and pessimist? There was these two twins. They were probably, um, say, 12 years old, 10, 12 years old. And one was an optimist, one was a pessimist. No matter what you did for the optimist, it was wonderful. No matter what you did for the pessimist, it was terrible. So the, uh, went, to the, went to the counselor and, and the, 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 the doctor, and he says, okay, I'll tell you what you do. He tells the parents, um, I want you to go home, and I want you to get for the pessimist, buy the nicest gifts and the things that they like, and wrap them up and put them in their room. Now, for the um, optimist, I want you to get some horse manure, put it in a box, wrap it up, put it in his room. So they set out, I'm going to teach them a lesson about 
the difference between being an optimist and a pessimist. So the um, pessimist opens the gifts, wrong color, wrong size, didn't like it, already got it. I don't like, you know, just there was nothing, nothing he opened up was any good. And of course the uh, optimist opens the box with horse manure in it, and he starts jumping around the room, saying, wow, great this is, this is wonderful, best thing that ever happened. And, and, and the parent says, what are you jumping around for? He says, with this much horse manure, there's got to be a pony somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> How we see things. So the cup of water... Is it good water? Is it bad water? You see, if we had spent a week in a, a desert or a day or two in the desert without any water, we'd be drinking because we'd be happy. But whenever we look at our life and we start asking God, ask him for what? Well, then he said in verse uh, 5, the persistence, then he said, imagine what would happen if you went to a friend in the middle of the night and said, friend, Lend me three loaves of bread and an old friend traveling through just showed up and I didn't have to have a thing on hand. Now, number one, when somebody knocks at your door and they don't have the food that they need, you, need, you just need to tell them to go home and get what they want. <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't have anything for you to eat. Why don't you come here in the middle of the night? I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to eat supper. Pastor's at the door. Oh, my, get out the chicken. <laughs> you Ice cream, yeah, yeah, get out your ice cream. <laughs> Make a Sunday, he'll be happy. Um, so, <laughs> friend shows up unexpected, a need, okay, flip it around. We have a need that shows up in our life unexpected. What are we going to do about it? Well, we're going to pray. Whenever, when you're going through your everyday life, do you think of God when things are good, when things are bad, when things are just things? You know, why should I think of God? I don't need him. <laughs> but you see, we need to think of God whenever we are going about our daily life, whether it's in school or whether it's at work, whether it's at home. We are thinking about God, that he's with us, and that he helps us deal with everyday situations, everyday life. And so when things show up unexpectedly, we should pray. God, thank you that you, you knew this need was coming. You know, David was going to, was to go to Nepal this week, and it uh, wasn't able to go because of the, the earthquake. But, you know, was I nervous about it? I, I looked at it this way. <laughs> God knew six months ago, a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, this earthquake was coming. And David made plans to go there six months ago. So if he goes, it's because he was supposed to be there. <laughs> he made the plans, and, and if God changes the plans, okay. But if God doesn't change the plans, then he's supposed to be where he's supposed to be. That our life is ordered by the Lord. And so if we are where we are at, if we are where we are at, <laughs> we should be thankful for where we are and where we are at and with what's around us. Because God knew before you were even born what you need. And it isn't that Rhonda needs me to straighten her out. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm here, straighten her out. 
And it isn't like she's here to keep me, me remembering all the things that I forget. But you see, we are to be together because we are to be together that she needs me, I need her, and we're together. And in our life, the things and the people and all the situations we find ourselves in, they're not for me to use to teach others. They are here for me to understand that God has a purpose and a will for my life, and I'm to be thankful in all situations where I find myself at because God knows that I was to be here and that I am to learn from this situation and that I am to grow in this situation. I am to grow in this because God wants to take me somewhere. He wants to lead me somewhere. David, I want you to have a drink of water. I don't need a drink. I'm not thirsty. (laughs) But maybe we have a need that whenever we, we'll get a drink whenever we want it. Well, maybe there won't be water when you need it, so here, take this now. When God leads us, he leads us to a place and a time where his will and his purpose are continually being revealed to us. So being thankful. Now, but let me tell you, even if he won't get up because he's a friend, if you stand your ground knocking and waking all the neighbors, he'll, fi- he'll finally get up and get you whatever you need. Do you know, sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers because we need to know that it isn't just a wish book. Prayer is not wishful thinking. Okay? Uh, I wish I had this. I wish upon a star tonight. You know, all that kind of... I wish... Prayer is not wishing. (laughs) Prayer is needing and asking with thanksgiving. Prayer is having a need, taking that need to God with a specific request, being thankful for the need and for the provision that isn't here yet. God wants to help us understand that life is more than raiment. Life is more than what we eat and what we wear. Life is more than everything just working together and fitting into a a nice little puzzle so that I understand everything and it's all okay. It's a matter of that in the most difficult places, I am thankful to God that he has given me the wisdom and the knowledge to be here. It isn't by failure or by fault that I'm here. It is by divine providence, by my own choice, by God's Spirit, And as I find myself here, God is at work in the moment. If I am thankful for the situation, for the moment, and for the answer. I can see it more clearly now. So, and it goes on. He shows up because he gets out of bed and gets and meets the need because of the persistence that as we look to God, this isn't about nagging somebody till they get till we get what we want. This is about God recognizing the need in our lives and willing to give to us. He's more willing to give to us from his own loving heart than a nagging person at the door of a friend who won't go away. Now, 
Here's what I'm saying, Jesus says. Ask and you will get, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, don't bargain with God, be direct. Verse 10, don't bargain with God. God, if you do this for me, I will be in church every Sunday. <laughs> you know, a lot of people haven't made that prayer. <laughs> a lot of people make that prayer. I changed, I, I switched that around. When I, whenever I visited in the hospital, uh, in the, the uh, just a normal hospital situation, uh, people would say, well, you know, if God gets me through this situation, I'll go to church every Sunday. You know? Bargaining. God is not, bar- he's not a bargain hunter. <laughs> and, he de- and the problem, the situations that come up in our life aren't situations that we bargain over. It's that we have a need and we ask for it. We have a need and we present it. The reason God, you know, the Bible says, um, where is it, one of these that says, you have not because you ask not. Okay? You don't have because you don't ask. Well, I, I, I told him what I needed. He knows what I need. No, I don't have because I don't ask. If I were, because when I'm asking, I'm becoming dependent. And I don't need to depend on anybody. (laughs) But you see, we do need to depend. We need to ask God for wisdom. Because we don't know it all. We need to ask God for forgiveness. Because we carry unforgiveness in our life. We need to ask God for a specific need. And the asking is not to consume upon ourselves, but how that we're going to bless God and others. You know, in El Salvador, there's a village that, that David worked with, and they have water for the first time in their life. They drilled a well, built, took over two, three years, I don't know, a couple million dollars to get and they have water for the first time. But now that, that, that village sells the water too. So they have an income. Could you imagine them saying, okay, we don't have water. God, give us water, give us water, give us water. They got water. Okay, now let's fill up our reservoirs and we're not going to give it to anyone else. We're not going to share what we got. It's like the fool in the Bible. That, let me build bigger barns. You see, whenever God blesses us, he blesses us with the intent that we will share with what we, got, what we have. That's why we, giving money in the offering and, and things like that, we're sharing of who we are. And that sharing is, is opening the door for God to provide in our lives. That we are believing for divine principle that as we give, that God will give to us. As we share with the answers to what God has given us, We are giving it to others. And yes, it will create a blessing. Yes, it will create in our own life a refreshing. When David, David went to, uh, this is David and Goliath, not David our son. When when David was uh, a young boy and he went to the battle where Goliath was just, you know, hollering out threats to the, uh, to the, 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 the armies of Israel. And Goliath, is, he's a big, 
He's a big, he's a big guy. He's probably, he's, he's either eight, ten feet tall. He's huge. He carries a spear that's bigger than a beam. He has a shield. He has a helmet. I mean, he's one monster of a man who's a great fighter. David comes along, and he, and he, he ends this Goliath is insulting the God of Israel. And David says in his heart, who is this guy who's degrading the God of Israel? There, and also, the king has set up, uh, he says, if you, whatever soldier, this is before David showed up, whatever soldier will go out and face the, the, the Goliath, uh, he'll not have to pay taxes. He'll give, I'll give my daughter to him, and he'll get so much money, I think was the third thing. I don't remember what the third thing was. So David goes out to face Goliath because Goliath is insulting God, but also he's going to be rewarded for his actions. In our life, the reward is not what we are seeking. David isn't seeking the reward. The reward just comes because he is doing the will of God. He goes out and he faces Goliath. He takes on the giant. He takes on the giant with a slingshot. Now, in our time, we understand that a stone and a sling can probably project at 100, over 100 miles an hour. And in a, a stone, yay big, hitting someone in the forehead at over 100 miles an hour is going to knock him out. And a person who is deadly with this slingshot can take down a giant. But they didn't think of those things at the time. David took what he had in his hand and what he knew, and he used that to bring down the giant. What do you think David's prayer was as he's headed into the valley? <laughs> hey, God, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> what do you think his prayer was? We don't know. <laughs> but we know that Goliath insulted David and his God, and David turns the very insult around and uses it, throws it back at Goliath. In our life, what we have may seem very little. But whenever we ask for what we need, we always ask for more than what we need so we can share it with others. You see, if I pray that God would help Whatever your need is. I need a job, need more money, I need this, I need that. Taking that need to the Lord, being specific, and we just don't need enough to get by. We need enough to share. So whenever I am asking, I'm asking, and the Bible says if I ask, being specific, it says I'll get. If I seek, I will find it, and if I knock, the door will be open. <laughs> and see, this is what God, asking, seeking, knocking, being, having needs in our life, is, uh, are there opportunities? Having needs in our life are opportunities for us to know more about God, for us to experience more of God, and for us to have more than enough to share with others. If God only gave us enough in our prayers, you know, <laughs> David, you need a cup of water. I'll give you a half a cup because that's all you need. 
in El Salvador, they have a well that can, they can sell water all the time. The well that they dug is so deep and in such a uh, deep ravine or whatever, that underground cistern that they hid into, that water has more water than that village of 16,000 can ever use. And they sell it. So God answered their prayer, gave them more than enough that they can sell and give to those who are in need. The divine economy, no one's going to drink this but me. There is water in here. (laughs) So, what is God doing? What is your need? What is more than enough for you to have in your life? And who can you bless with the extra that God is going to give you? Ask, seek, knock. It isn't about what I need. It's how much God wants to bless me so that I can give away more than what I need. (laughs) So the selfish prayer is, God, bless me (laughs) so I can consume this upon me and I can't have this and everybody will know that you're with me. (laughs) God's saying, no. God, thank you. Boldly, humbly, boldly come to God's throne, humbly asking him and seeking after him to bless our lives so that we can bless others and that the, the message of God can affect the lives of others. Amen? Shall we stand? So here's a situation where the wife in her 50s has an aneurysm at death's door and she doesn't die. She comes back and she was able to talk and communicate but she's not able to do normal tasks. And then the husband who was taking care of her um, got sick, found out he has stage 4 cancer and he's dying. Why? Why? Don't know why. And all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Our, our will is not to understand. Our will is to believe and to be thankful that God will work his will out in our lives for this moment and this place and this time to help us in our need. And no, we don't know why. Is it for miracle? Is it to bring someone home? I don't know, but I know this. God is with them. God is with them. And if we have God with us, it's all okay. Ask, seek, knock, and expect God to answer. Father, thank you. Thank you that, Lord, we don't understand why people are ill, why earthquakes happen and children and people are killed, why wars and enslavement, persecution. God, 
these things are in our world. But yet in our world, you are present to give us strength, to give us power, to give us hope, to know that life is more than the problems that we face and the difficulties that we experience. God, life is more because life is in you. We ask, God, your blessing upon our lives, upon our life, and, Lord, the life of those, the lives of those around us. Bless, O oh God, and may we be specific. God, I ask for your blessing, a financial blessing, a healing, physical strength, spiritual strength. I ask, Lord, for your touch of your spirit upon the need that we speak to you even now. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.